today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. I will say this. There are people that voted for Donald Trump that would never endorse what transpired yesterday. But tens of thousands seem to be. And there are people that voted for, you know, Joe Biden that would be horrified by just the concept of any human being voting for Donald Trump. Is there a way to bridge the gap? I'm not both sidesing this. I'm just telling you how polarizing and polarized we all appear to be right now in our analysis of this. Thane Rosenbaum is a CBS legal analyst and uh, joins me now coming north of the border in uh, Hamilton and London. Thane, thanks very much. I can't imagine how busy things have been, but I appreciate you making the time for me. Anytime for you, Greg. What was your let's let's go with what your reaction was specifically yesterday when things got going. Um, and, and I guess your element, there's surprise, right? And there's shock. There's there's not going to be a surprise that the numbers turned out, that they were mobilized, that people were angry, that they were aggressive. The shock might have been how easily they they breached uh, the Capitol building, obviously. Yes, Greg. I mean, look, there's still a question of was there any organized thinking of an insurrection before it began, right? Because frankly, I mean, this is like the eyes of the world was watching. We are the world's oldest democracy. We have an obligation to demo- democratic principles to be able to have a peaceful transfer of power. But because we're a democracy and we have the First Amendment, you know, what happened yesterday, absent the violence, could have been a really good example of democracy in action, right? People uh, coming to express their disappointment and disagreement with the government under the First Amendment's right to speech and assembly and association. Inside the Capitol building, both senators and congresspersons uh, engaged in a debate on the, uh, the constitutional elements of the, this election. Because frankly, from what I heard of the Arizona debate, they weren't even talking about fraud. They were talking about the constitutional elements. Um, and so, you know, this mm-hmm. is what the founding fathers of the United States had hoped for, right? Public square. Uh, open debate, discussion, make government work better, and then a riot broke out. Uh, and so all of a sudden, what could have been a demonstration of democracy at its best turned out to be democracy at its worst, or anti-democracy. Thane Rosenbaum's our guest, CBS legal analyst. There were uh, Republicans, obviously, when things resumed, um, that broke with Donald Trump, that had not broken with him before, most notably Lindsey Graham. But obviously, Mitch McConnell had started that process of saying, no, you know, this is not the place. It's not the forum. Um, it's not it's not the, the spot that we should be reviewing election results. That gets done by individual states. That gets done by courts in those individual states. And they've already given us their answer. Um, do do they regret at all? We're, we're about a year, 14 months removed from the impeachment hearings when o- it was only Mitt Romney that broke with the president. Do you think there's any regret from the McConnells and the Grahams that they didn't at, quote unquote see the light earlier? Or are they just... You know, the, the horse has kind of already left the barn door in this case. Yeah, I think that they probably thought there was there was enough energy in the Trump administration and enough good things happening from a Republican's perspective to main, keep him in office at, at all costs. And they may believed in him. Um, uh, what you're seeing now is, look, it's two weeks to Inauguration Day. I think that's what you're hearing with McConnell and Graham you know, this is ridiculous. We already know that this that we won't have the capacity to overturn uh, this election because the Democrats will all vote for Biden in this proceeding. So there wasn't enough votes anyway. It was very ceremonial at its core, at its essence. 
because it was really, I thought, uh, a way to, you know, give the people, 75 million Americans who feel that they were cheated, a chance to be heard uh, because 60 lawsuits were dismissed. So, all right, well, here's Congress debating for six hours for three different states. <clears throat> so on the one hand, you can see some uh, senators saying, this is just ridiculous. It's just a show. We're not really going to accomplish anything anyway. And frankly, this should be handled by the states. Uh, you know, we're conservatives. Conservatives believe in states' rights, right? That was the paradox, right? Well, why would conservatives want to have the central government impose its will over the people of, of the state and the legislatures of the state and the courts of the state? So that was a very different point, right? Saying this, this is sort of not what a conservative would do to impose the will of the federal government on the state. Um, so, look, it, it was two weeks ago. And I think that they saw that this was really pointless. Cruz and some of the other senators who said, look, there are questions that are still open. There was no evidentiary hearing in any of these lawsuits. Let's talk about it. Remember, Cruz wanted to go further, right? He, he said, why don't we have right. a 10-day audit, right? So he was saying, let's just make people, give them as much feeling of security that, that this was looked at properly, and if that's all Cruz was trying to do with the other 11 senators, maybe that was a good idea to say, look, you know, they're, they're, they came by their own, you know, they flew here, they drove here. They're all outside. They're out there peacefully wanting an answer. Uh, but, of course, all of that is now gone, you know, Greg, because it wasn't peaceful. And it looked like an insurrection, and it was. And it looked like the president started it when he used words to my not my memory. I think he said is the only way that you can get what you want is to not through. Uh, oh, the only way we can get back our country is through is not by by being uh, uh, weak, not through weakness. Right. So what was the implication? Let's be strong. Let's show our strength. Thane, uh, Thane Rosenbaum's our guest, CBS legal analyst. Um, yeah, it, it's it's one of those fascinating scenarios to guess yet a frightening scenario. What transpires over the next two weeks? Um, I mentioned earlier before we got you on, Thane, that it looks like the House and the Senate won't sit uh, at all the rest of Trump's term. Um, it'd be it'd be totally understandable for them not to come back to work today after what yesterday was, and maybe even for the rest of the week. But there's sort of that quote unquote lack of supervision over Trump. Um, do the Republicans have this in hand? Is, is Mike Pence going to be basically, without saying it, the de facto president for the next week and a half? Look, there's several options. There's been some talk about invoking the 25th Amendment on the theory that the president is incapacitated, that he's not, you know, within command of his faculties. Uh, that could be done immediately. There've been t there's uh, one congressperson that is drafting articles of impeachment. Again, the president has already been impeached once. He wasn't removed from office because the Senate does that through way of a trial. Obviously, there's not enough time to conduct a Senate trial, but theoretically, mm -hmm. uh, he can be impeached again to send a message that the people and the, the Congress uh, sees this behavior as a high crime and misdemeanor. What happened yesterday, right? Like virtually treasonous. Uh, so that's another approach. The third approach is lay low uh, and just ride out, you know, hold your breath. Uh, look, the president did this morning say I, there will be a peaceful transfer of power in two weeks, which was tantamount. I hope I hope he was saying this is not what happened yesterday was not an insurrection. It looked like it, but it wasn't an organized one. And I'm not behind it. 
because I am absolutely not staying on unless it could be done lawfully. The courts have said no, and now the Congress has said no, and I get it. I get it. I'm leaving. Let's just hope that's what he means. In the moment, Thane, I, I, I watched Joe Biden live. I was watching all of it live, and I was a little worried that it was not um, strong. I, I, I thought he, you know, we weighed in with sort of a partial opinion. Um, but, you know, he accused Americans properly of sedition and domestic terrorism, but then preached tolerance, togetherness, and, and, and empathy. Um, I don't know. Did, did it fall short, maybe even of what Democrats were hoping, saying, listen, we can't let anyone think this is a W, if you will, for Trump or his supporters that they did what they did yesterday? Look, you know, I don't know what, you know, the people who counsel Joe Biden, were, you know, what their thoughts were yesterday and how they conveyed that to him. I think that Biden has shown for the last, you know, since the election that he understands there's 75 million angry people out there and that they are the kinds of people who Hillary Clinton once called deplorable. They're the kinds of people that believe that they're looked down upon by New Yorkers and Chicago and L.A., the cultural elite, and that they're seen as, you know, trailer park. <laughs> and this is an ongoing problem within the United States, right, that this, mm-hmm. we're really two countries. Uh, and so I think Biden is saying, look, I've got 75 million people who feel that, th- that I'm not, my, camp- my campaign, my election wasn't legitimate, and they're holding out for some hope, and they want to make sure that everything was done to, to A, to verify this election, and B, that they're not going to be ignored, they're, they're, that they too are entitled to be treated as American citizens. So I think what he might have said was in an effort to not alienate those 75 million, because it's very palpable here. Uh, you know, you can feel it in the country that there, there are people who simply refuse to accept these results. And, you know, the president has so repeatedly used the word stolen, right? The the worst fraud committed, you know, those words mean something to people and then they believe it. He has a very loyal following in part because they see him as someone who speaks to them directly, as opposed to the cultural elite, the New York Times. This is the way they see it, you know, that everyone looks down on them, CNN. And that's why they showed up. They showed up as an act of solidarity. The question is, did they also show up hoping to engage in violence? That is really what's most frightening. If they were there peacefully, yeah. then I can understand why Biden wanted to speak to them and not alienate them. And some may have been. Some thousands may have been. They would say, I would never, you know, you're not going to get a picture of me rolling through the, the Capitol and breaking windows. And there'd be some of that 75 million watching at home. Kind of yeah. horrified, saying, yeah. you know, and, and so it isn't all universally checkmarked and endorsed by 75 million people. But you're, you're right. Getting there to that middle ground and making people on the left appreciate that is almost it is. It almost is di- just as difficult. And that's I got to leave it there. Thing I loved having your analysis on and I enjoyed our conversation. I hope we get to do it again. And thanks for f- making time for us today. I always enjoy talking to you, Greg. Thank you. Bye bye. Uh, Thane Rosenbaum, CBS Legal Analyst. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.